Coming up on today's show, Power World taking over the gaming industry, the finals current state, an Until Dawn movie, and much more. I mean, I've heard it's really good. Like, the, was, I've been watching a few different podcasts from like people that don't actually podcast, but they're on just guests on other podcasts, and they're just talking about how beneficial it is to have this kind of you're being recorded and you're being very like aware of what you're saying and having mm. that in the back of your head is just good for like conversing with other people. It really is actually. Yeah. I, the having started this up and then switching to a job that I was working from home at like exclusively, mm. um, was a, it was almost like a, a, a way to gear up to like talk to a person through a camera full time. Cause that was so fucking weird, man. Pandemic hit. And I'm like, I've done it before. It's not like, completely strange to me i know it would be for a lot of people but my day-to-day nine to five always everyone i interact with over a a a call i was like that's gonna be weird and it like broke the ice before i even got there and i was like sweet so yeah it helps definitely helps fit right in yeah welcome back everybody to the pixel candy podcast our weekly gaming podcast covering everything possible under the nerdy umbrella that is video games i'm your host alan sensich and i'm here Back with one of our co-hosts, Mr. Got Too Much Kush, Mr. Bricks and Bottles, the Friendly Red Fox, <laughs> Mr. Derek Legasic. I can never let it go. It will always it's, it's, be now. It will always be some sort of intro for you, yeah. Or like, yeah. I don't know, if I ever get you some sort of like merchandise that has like any sort of name, reason, or rhyme to it, it's gonna be on there. I hope you know. I'm just, I'm gonna own it at this point. I'm I'm expecting it. I'm accepting it. I I start just I should change my name back to that. That's what I should do. I also have the Ginger Ninja. I mean that's that's a that's a pretty good one. That's solid. It's, it's a little bad. little cliche, you know. You got red hair. You got stuck about it. Well, like, <laughs> got too much Kush. That was what like grade six, grade grade seven. Like when did you make that? No, I was I was smoking weed in grade too man like it was it was dark <laughs> no. was <going> <laughs> yeah I was, I, I was i was young i was like yeah maybe like 13 i don't, I don't know exactly when i did that but yeah it's it's old <laughs> it's when like you think well especially back then when like weed was not legal it was very frowned upon it was not like it was today i could not i could not imagine this world if we rewound like that long ago 15 yeah. plus years like you know back in high school when everyone's like sneaking away to like smoke marijuana and everyone's yeah. fucking like, oh man, like, you you smoked weed before, and it was this big ass deal, and now it's just absolutely nothing. Which I swear to God yeah. has reversed the effects. I don't know about the you, of it? All, the effects of what it has on the generation. Probably should have been more clear about that. Uh, okay. Every younger kid I know, um, just like doesn't doesn't care for it. You know, they're going through high school or like college, and it's like the ratio of the amount of people that I'm seeing do it versus not compared to when I was like, it was every single person. Mm-hmm. It was like oh, yeah. you, my high school. Yeah. Yeah. You were like the weird one to not a have tried it, b do it pretty casually or be the one to just fucking smoke every day. And now it's like drinking and, and smoking in like really young generations. They're just like not doing it, which fuck good. Good for them. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely healthier for you. Um, a lot of them are vaping now though, right? It's big with like it's the true. drills and stuff yeah. like that. So they have their, they have different vices and, um, having something like weed and having it be illegal 
is I think part of the allure to it. Like for me and a lot of my friends, yeah, it was yeah. just like a little bit of it of just like you, you shouldn't be cool. doing this. But it's it's that rebellious nature when you're like when you're in your teens and you're trying to like just do your own thing and make your own way. Um, like I don't smoke weed at all anymore. Like never. We've mm-hmm. we've gone out and I'm just like no, I'm good. I don't I don't really feel like it. Um, and meanwhile, while it was illegal, I smoked daily like all the time. Yeah. And I get I can see how like. It's, it's probably hard to get now as well because you have to get it legally or like I guess you could go buy it off some random but I'm sure there's less people selling weed illegally now because it's yeah. so easy to get at a store whereas before in high school it's like I want to drink but I got to go to a liquor store and it's harder to get whereas weed is just like everyone sells weed because everyone's got it I'm sure it's played into it a little bit mm-hmm. and man there's one opening up uh, directly behind my house and it's like I'm kind of oh. the same with you like I don't I don't really, I definitely don't smoke that much anymore. I have that little pen every now Mm -hmm. and then, but it's not like that mix. And I'm not a fucking scientist. Whatever's in there is so low dosage that it's like, it barely does anything. Um, But honestly, edibles, I, I enjoy, I enjoy a good edible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) You know, low low dosage as well. I can't, I can't, I can't bug out these days. It's not healthy. Yeah, your little uh, theater ex, uh, your little theater experience that you had a while. Oh, watching back. Spider-Man, no, yeah, no. Out, my yeah, out-of-body no, no, experience no. watching myself yeah. watch Spider-Man. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think I've I think I've talked about it on the show before about like just basically getting violently high while watching yeah, No Way Home. Have. Yeah, and yeah. just that man, I I got cold, I got shivers, I got like paranoid because there was there was children around me, and I was like. Why was parent like wh- wh- where was the paranoia? What was I paranoid about? Nothing was happening. I was safe, yeah. sitting there watching a movie, but for some reason, I had just had like a pit in my stomach. Um, yeah, not not for me in like the the older age. I'm getting like further away from it for sure. But every once in a while, every yeah. once in a while, it's, it it's can, good. it can it's still be fun. But I th- I feel like it does change as time goes on. Like what it felt like the first few times, it's nothing like what i've ever experienced in my adulthood i don't know if it's body chemistry or something else changed or just it's your conception of it but Mm. i don't know it's different now i was was like how the fuck did we get on this your goddamn name okay (laughs) anyway that was way too long yeah we're cut all that that's okay no (laughs) we're leaving it in there um but we are here to talk about games because there's some uh there's some wild shit going on um i mentioned before like the, the big story today the really big story um as of the uh, recording is the Microsoft layoffs, which I'm not going to linger on. Um, it's important, but like, honestly, this hits home with me because I lost my job in the layoffs with gaming. Every single day that I go on LinkedIn, there's another studio closing down. There's another studio doing layoffs. There's another game canceled. It's just like, it's such a downer. So mm-hmm. I do want to put it out there for just anyone that, doesn't know microsoft did lay off 1900 people today across activision blizzard and xbox that is nine percent of microsoft's entire gaming division cut that's crazy it's insane it's like it's so sad and especially like me being so ingrained in the um the job market right now and seeing like what's going on that is now another 1900 people added to the shuffle all looking for jobs and like it's getting dire man i don't know what's going on and what the future holds it it was a very clear situation that basically everyone went way too crazy during the pandemic they ballooned they hired they did all these things and no one prepared for what was going to happen when everyone wasn't at home playing games indefinitely anymore Mm -hmm. 
it's just really sad. And a recession uh, now, where like people just don't have the money to spend on stuff. So yes, like non-essentials like games, they take a hit. Yeah, and it's that that trickle effect of the consumers not wanting to buy as many games. Therefore, the studios aren't making as much money. Therefore, there's cuts, mm-hmm. and it, and then those people who are getting cut aren't playing games. And it's like this fucking. It needs to level out, and I thought we'd see it slow down by now, but dude, 2024 is hitting heavy. Uh, Riot, I th- I don't know if I talked about that on last week's show. So Riot also had layoffs. Um, let me see. I want. I just want to know the number. Uh, and they honestly, so I read their message that they sent to everyone when this happened. So Tencent's League of Legends developer Riot Games announces layoffs of. 530 people and i'm not going to get into all of it this was on january 22nd so this was this week as well um when this happens there there's a very sometimes sterile like corporate way that they issue this news to the employees the people who get affected Mm -hmm. and it's very just like inhumane and if anyone wants to just have some sort of really good kind of insight into how this works riot did it the complete opposite way they sent out an incredibly long detailed message that you can read it if you want anyone can read this message and they outline every single thing that every person affected will receive as like their kind of exit package and it is an incredible amount of support financially helping them get like assistance programs six months out from being let go um, people with visas, like work visas, how that affects mm-hmm. them. Like they covered fucking everything. The big thing, um, email access. That like usually, as of before you even find out when you're let go from a job, your email access to that company is cut immediately. So uh-huh. a lot of the time you might find out a different way, and then literally as you're in that meeting, like your email's gone. So they're even giving like employees extended access to say their farewells to any connections through their network. Like it's really yeah. cool. They're giving them uh, computers for those who don't have computers to look for, for work. So That's shitty good. news this week. Yeah. It's really good what they did here, but overall it's just like, God damn dude. <laughs> like yeah. every industry is feeling it right now, but this is just, I love doing this show, but it bums me out to always be like, what do I, what am I going to talk about this week? And it's like, if I actually did the, the biggest news stories every week and everyone listening would only be hearing about data of layoffs every week. So I, do, I don't want to do that, but I do want to mm-hmm. bring it up. So that's that. It fucking sucks. I'm so upset for like everyone affected. I know how it feels. Um, but on the flip side of that there's some really cool shit that happened this week there's some games releasing um one in particular that has taken the fucking world by absolute storm um i'm of course talking about pal world now before we had that conversation you luke and i how much did you know about this game almost nothing i had seen it online i've seen a bunch of posts on i mean i'm kind of reducing my online time the last month or so but still every time i'm on instagram or on youtube i'm seeing little clips and this little like pokemon looking creatures and i kind of just wrote it off at first of just like okay it's another like i mean maybe this is insulting because genshin impact is good but another one of these just like games that are coming out cheap it's free it's addictive it's got gambling mechanics or whatever and i figured kind of just wrote it off and i kept seeing more and more and more about it and i kept seeing references to pokemon 
and this new like survival kind of game that was in the Pokemon universe and I, I kind of paid a bit more attention to it and that's when I kind of brought up with you guys of like okay what is this about what is going on here <laughs> and uh, I let, I'll let you take it because you clearly uh, yeah. know quite a bit about it are you even playing it? Yes so I have let me check my Steam um, honestly I'm not even embarrassed by this number because I'll, I'll start with I'm actually enjoying this game like way more okay. than I humanly thought possible uh, but I'll, I'll get to the heavy list of negatives and positives that this game has. Like, on both sides, man, it, it's a laundry list of, like, both. There, th- this game is not swayed okay. in either direction of, like, really good or really bad. It is all over the fucking place. To anyone but it's who... not, like, a mid-game. It's... it It's like... <sighs> would you... Because that sounds pretty, like, eh, like I don't whatever, know. I, but... Well, I don't know, because the highs are really high when... when when things come together but the lows are like terribly low so I, when you oh, say okay. mid like i don't know I, i'm enjoying it at the end of the day that's the thing okay right? yeah okay um but anyone who doesn't know what the fuck we're even talking about uh, a few years ago someone i think it was on twitter one of the social media channels was basically putting up this thing and it was a joke about pokemon with guns like what if po- what if Pokemon had this wacky fucking take on it, where pocket monsters were running around with like AK forty seven and bo- and bazookas and all this shit? And fast forward to now, they they've been working on this. Like this had they showed off a trailer a long time ago, but the game is called Pal World, and it is basically the the quickest way to summarize what it is is like a an arc survival type survival game mixed with Pokemon style pocket monster like you know go out and catch them with a ball mixed with just elements of like like the climbing for example is completely in every single way ripped from Breath of the Wild you just run up to a surface and you can climb on any surface you have your little stamina bar all that shit Um, so I think here's what happened I don't know you're not a Pokemon fan so no. th- this is one of those things that you might not have like firsthand knowledge of, but I think you're 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 in the know of like you know how this shit works. Mm-hmm. Any fucking Pokemon fan, which by the way, is the number one selling f- like media, whatever you want to call it. Pokemon makes the most money out of any media in existence, and I, I had the number here. Wow. Uh, what did I? Ninety-two billion dollars. Pokemon has amassed since it launched and this is the franchise right so every facet every avenue that pokemon's ever taken it has amassed 92 billion dollars if you've ever played a pokemon game whether it's the last one that dropped or some of the first ones that came out on like game boy like they're kind of just the same game they have not advanced the formula the graphics get incrementally better like the last one i played was uh was sword sword and shield that game looks like okay but it's like the battles are just dude like you get in there it's very just stagnant you click your attack like it's turn-based right but turn-based games as i have come to realize over the last decade are fucking incredible from persona to baldur's gate 3 you can have turn-based games that are absolutely mesmerizing to watch and fun as hell tactically to like actually play pokemon is not it's very boring the animations are really boring. It is so outdated. But here's the thing. Every fucking Pokemon fan, myself included, having grown up with this franchise and felt if you fell in love with it back then, 
it hits such a chord with like you just love the idea of this catching pocket monster style shit that you, you so many people play it they still crush sales even if the game's terrible i know the last one was glitchy as fuck it didn't do that well financially it didn't do that well uh review wise that was the big 3d like open world kind of one right yes but uh very like even sword and shield was like open world like that too it, yeah. yeah um but man like uh Arceus was the other one that was i guess more close to power world that was like open world you actually ran around and threw pokeballs at pokemon all that shit right but these games are just so lacking in innovation or improvement of fucking any kind that you are starving a fan base that has made up the the richest franchise in the world all of those fans are sitting here going i just want a really modern take on pokemon give me like a breath of the wild fucking type game that massive open world that's just brilliantly designed and then just throw the pokemon in but make the battling system a bit more like intuitive and fun and like engaging and they're just not doing it so here comes Ooh. these fucking shit posters that are just like what if we do this and what if we do that and what if we make this like ridiculous game but they do it they actually follow through and here you have this game that is a mesh of so many things but at the forefront what you're seeing on social media, what most people are seeing make it to the headlines is look at this crazy Pokemon style game where they run around with AK-47s. And it's like, yeah, yo, what? And then you see screenshots <laughs> of it. Now, it's not the best looking game ever by far, but if you compare it to literally any Pokemon game in existence, it is way better. Like mounds and leaps better than any Pokemon yeah. game out there. It looks more on par with like a Breath of the Wild. Like the more I'm watching, like I'm watching some gameplay right now, and it does. It looks like kind of like that stylized, yeah. cartoony aspect, but it's it's not trying to be really like high fidelity. But it's it's good enough. It gets the job done. Yeah. Exactly. So I like you. I kind of like I I knew more about it like going in, but I just mm -hmm. I was like, this game's not gonna. It's gonna be a fucking whatever. Like a stupid thing that comes out on Steam. No one's gonna play it and it's gonna fail. Like I, I did not pay attention to this game, but sure enough, this week. It's released. So right now, if you're listening, it is out on Steam and it is out on uh, Game Pass on both Xbox and like PC Game Pass. So this fucking game, I see all the I see all the things and I, I see it blow up. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think seven days out, this game has sold. Do you, do you know the number actually? Before I, I say this, I don't. No, Take a guess. In six days. In six days, I don't know what. 10 million copies almost they yeah. are i think so i'm trying to find like the latest latest number uh this is as of yesterday this this article i'm looking at and it's at 8 million yeah but we're pretty much looking at about a million people a day in the last couple days so like it might hit 10 any fucking minute you know it's what i wonder up. if they That's have crazy. uh they have instagram because they, they would have put up a post being like thanks for 10 million sales or something yeah like if that, they hit know? that milestone yeah yeah pal world official oh 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 no, six. So they're, well, they didn't do any past six. That's weird. I don't think this is the real account. Actually, never mind. Um, <laughs> it, regardless, I see all this happening. It's selling, yeah. And I'm like, God damn! Wait, what? Like people are actually like, this is the biggest game in the world right now, and has surpassed Cyberpunk for the most amount of players ever playing a game on Steam. It's either actually, sorry, it's either past wait, it what? or it's or it's second. 
concurrent players oh, concurrent. on Steam. Concurrent players. Okay, wow. Um, well, let's bring that up actually while we're talking. Steam concurrent player. And it's still paid. Like you obviously get it with Game Pass, but you have to pay it. It's like thirty bucks still, right? Even though it's early access kind of thing. Yeah, so it is an early access. This is not a full release, and I'm going to get into why it's not a full release and, and very clearly a work in progress. Um, but it's early access on, on, on everything it's out on. So, yeah, this right now, there is 992,000 people playing this game right now as we speak. Wow. And it, it broke the records for, like, the most amount of people on Steam ever playing a game. It is... so. Anyone that's wondering what does that mean, Counter-Strike 2, which is normally, any day of the week, the most played Steam game, is half of that. It is at 424,000. That's insane, dude. Like, Dota 2, 250,000. Baldur's Gate 3, 141,000. Call of Duty, 96,000. So it's doing 10 times what a Call of Duty game is doing in this very moment. That's crazy. That shows the real, um, like, kind of pull of Pokemon. Like, even though it's not called yeah. Pokemon, like, that pulls, like, what people have been looking for. And also having it on a platform that is as open as PC and not strictly on, okay, you can play it on your Switch, and that's that's it, right? It's it, Well, exactly, yeah. People. The Xbox community, the PC community, everyone just kind of having this access and not needing a Switch. Um, so this isn't on PlayStation at all? No. No, I know oh, a lot okay. of people online are really upset about that, but it was, like... It, I listen. You know I don't why? know what the development of this game is, but I am sure there probably needs to be a lot of work to put it on a platform like PlayStation if it wasn't in mind right away. Like that's not just mm-hmm. a simple yeah yeah we'll just release it on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I w- I want to get to l- a little bit about this game because if anyone's wondering like okay I've seen it I know what you guys are talking about or you haven't and you know nothing about this game. The reason I'm enjoying this game is something that was so unexpected. I saw all the things like you did. And I was like, I fucking love Pokemon. I am one of these people. I'm seeing these articles. Like, I am the person starved for a good Pokemon game. And I, I bought the ticket to experience a pocket monster catching adventure. And I stayed for the survival aspects. Straight up, the if you're going into this thinking it's going to be an alternative to Pokemon, I would argue in a lot of senses it still does things better there's no battle system though like that's the that's a huge omission where it's like you just toss your ball and it's like two ai people fight each other like you just stand there and watch mm. you don't you don't sit there and go okay attack with this and now attack with that and like you know you, it's not it's not taking turns and all that shit but you were saying that system in the pokemon games was kind of done anyway right you were over it regardless it, it's just they didn't do anything with it. My point to something like Baldur's Gate or Persona, where they make turn-based fucking so much fun. Like, I was so against turn-based gaming until Persona 5. And now I'm a believer that literally, if you are dedicated to making a turn-based game, that that notion of just like, oh, I don't like turn-based games, well, if you haven't played either of those games, don't ever say that. Because it's like, those mm-hmm. games are are what can convince a person of those systems are actually really rewarding. They're really deep, they're strategic, they're tactical. Um, they're just, they're fun when done properly. So I'm not saying that Power World just having the ability to have a, a free-forming third-person open world where you throw a ball and these guys fight is better than the old school, you know, battle system. I think they could, they could keep a turn-style battle system and still make it really interesting. The one thing with Power World though is 
this is not a Pokemon replica to the point where like the battling is really anything but you toss a ball. That's it. You mm -hmm. toss it and you, you hope that your AI of your character does what they need to do. They have a mind of their own and they just they kind of battle until one dies. You can pull it back. You have five at a time so you can like switch to another one. I guess that's a strategy. Okay. But that's it. But there, there is combat though. From what I'm seeing, like I'm just pulling up some gameplay again. It does look like there's big combat sequences right like where you're going against enemies and things like that like you have a bow and you have these other things like so i have a bow and i was explaining this to josh because they asked the same question i'm like listen my bow does 15 damage and my little my little pokemon character right now one little mm -hmm. attack will do 800 so oh, okay. me so with a bow and arrow sense. means absolutely nothing now what i did just unlock and this is where the other side to the game comes in is the progression and the survival aspect I just, 13 hours in, got myself, like, a pistol, like a handgun, which okay. is, by the way, the size of my torso. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that thing packs a fucking punch, but you can't just spam ammo. You don't just have clips on clips on clips. You have to work at making ammunition. So everything in this game, if anyone's played any survival game ever... You are punching trees and, and hitting stones to get rocks and wood. Like, that's the beginning, mm -hmm. first hour. But then you build a house. And in that house, you start building more and more things that give you more and more resources in the game that is what actually made me stick around. So to kind of explain it, the, the first time user experience in this game, I think, is what did it for me. A lot of these survival games I've played and I don't stick with, Ark being the best example. I thought Ark was the fucking coolest thing on paper. I tried it. Like, have you have you actually got your hands on that game and ever played it? I like for like an hour, and it didn't really click okay. with me. I want to know if you if you remember. Um, did you find it just like you're like I literally have no idea what to do. I got to go online and look up guides on how to even do the most simple of actions. Like, what the fuck is the point of this game? It's really overwhelming. There's like, did you have that sense? Do yeah, you remember I'm, I'm any of that? Pretty sure I stumbled around for a while, and I think I died a couple of times, and I was just maybe I restarted. It was it was a couple of years ago. I, I okay. don't really remember, um, but I, yeah, I don't remember it being too welcoming or inviting or having a very good first impression. Right. So I I think that's what Power World did right, and why I stuck around because the first hour of me playing this game, I was like, oh, I just burned thirty dollars. This game's awful. Oh, no. Like this is a terrible. Oh, you bought it. You fully. You're not playing it on uh, Game Pass. No, it's on Steam. Okay. Uh, and by the way, not that this might matter to a lot of people listening, the the Xbox Game Pass version is a client update behind the Steam one, and does not okay. allow for custom servers. So I think if you want to play with friends online and have like your own server where like you all run around the open world together and no one else just runs in and fucks your shit up. Um. I think Steam's the only place that does that. I'm unclear on why, but yes, I got it on Steam. Um, okay. And that, that first hour, I was regretting the purchase for sure. Because I'm like, this game, nice. like, te model textures on the characters look like clay. The animations are terrible. This is like the most bare bones game. But w this is what happened. Compared to Ark, where I loaded up the game, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, okay, let me go. And I, like, have my phone open. And then that's annoying because I'm trying to, like, figure out just basics on my phone. But I want to play. Yeah. Like, I don't want to look on my phone. It just ruined the like whole even thing. Just, 
even just basic crafting and stuff like that like again i don't really remember it it was what were you struggling with just how to build stuff how to like actually get and harvest resources it was straight up like i want to i want to ride a pterodactyl with like a fucking assault rifle what how do i do that and then like i'd be looking up guides for hours and it's like oh you got to play the game for like 150 hours and you got to do a million things to get to that point i'm like well Mm. i'm 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 good (laughs) so i just did even though i know that game is loved by so many people i'm not trying to put it down i just couldn't digest it and that's the key difference is power world through the very simple tutorial it's just a bunch of text in the top right of the screen guides you through every beginning process until you're kind of at a point where you're just like oh shit like i just understand how all of this works i get it and you just go on autopilot and you just start building up this fucking facility it's basically just a sweatshop of of pokemon working for you at this point (laughs) um but it's good man like they they tell you the simple things like build a structure just like minecraft right like build a structure night's coming and and make sure there's a bed in there so you can sleep i'm like okay what do i need to do that you open up a menu and it's all your unlockable things so you have to spend points that you've earned to unlock the ability to make a bed to build a house to make a fire like those aren't just readily available you have to unlock them strategically as you do that it'll tell you this is what you need to build the thing so for a bed you need like two cloth three wood and fucking i don't know like two rocks let's yeah, say yeah. right yeah so at that point you're like well i know how to get rocks and trees but how do i get how do i get cloth and it's like it says it's like you got to build a workbench and i'm like oh shit okay I'll, I'll build a workbench it just needs wood so i build a workbench you go to the workbench it tells you how to make cloth it's like it's very just linear and then like it keeps expanding and if you just do one thing at a time like I want to uh, I want to get the bench where you like can incubate or I want to incubate eggs that I find in the open world. How do I do that? You search in that one menu. If you want to unlock it, you unlock it and then you just see what elements are required to build it and you do it. And like all these things work in tandem once you fucking kidnap a, a Pokemon and, and send it <laughs> off to the slave trade, um, they will automatically do the thing that they're best fit to do or you can just pick them up and toss them at an activity and be like no do this so like a rock style pokemon will go to your quarry and dig for rocks and just produce rocks for you so i don't have to go and like search for rocks anymore that's done i don't have to ever do that again if i want to like power my whole facility with a whole generator i got my fucking little electro buzz type guy he just goes up and he just shocks the thing to keep it at 100 percent like okay all these things just make sense it yeah it just it makes sense and i was like slowly the hours were like melting away and i was like okay like this is actually fun like the survival aspect i really fucking enjoy and i I do notice it's one of those games where i'm like okay 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 I, i want the pistol i'm gonna unlock the pistol what do i need okay i need x y and z i'm gonna go and get x y z but as i'm leaving my house I see something and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta, before I get that, I gotta fix my axe because the axe mm-hmm. is gonna break. But to do that, I need an ingot. And how do I get an ingot? It's kind of this trail that to my brother would sound like a chore, he always says uh, uh, in gaming. <laughs> but yeah. it, it is a good loop if you like these type of games where you're just like, you get lost, dude. And it's like three in the yeah. morning and you're like, your base has expanded, you have more Pokemon, they're sweat shopping. Like, it's just, <laughs> but I gotta say. So. You you become a dictator so fast in this game. <laughs> like maybe that's just bringing it out within you. 
<laughs> Maybe, dude. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not alone in this. The second you have a bunch of people and you're like, oh, should I strategically place the? No, I'm gonna put the beds right next to the conveyor belt because the less movement they have from sleeping to working is better for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> the yes. more resources I can force out of them, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary how fast it happens. Okay. Um, well, actually, I mean, it kind of relates to one game that I did try out this past week that I just came out a while ago. Um, have you tried the new Lego Fortnite thing? Cause it's no, but it that was really cool. Exactly what you're describing. Like, um, I did. I played it for about two or three hours because it's free to play. I just mm. booted it up and tried it out, and everything that you just described to me is exactly what that game does. It just it doesn't have the like the slave trade and all that shit like you have villagers that you were like hey come come live in my village and they can do things for you and it's the same kind of thing though in the way that they onboarded you and introduce you to things and teach you things and you can have a different um, little lego npcs that you go to and they they give you information about like hey i want to build a house i want to build a workbench how do i get the workbench well you need shells where do i get shells well maybe go search over by the beach and then like Mm. things come out and you attack them it was all very well done too um so i'm you haven't gotten to the negatives about this one yet but if you're into that loop and you like that onboarding and you maybe want to try and find something that doesn't have the negatives of this game Mm. I'd maybe try the Fortnite Lego because it's not even Fortnite. Like, it's not Fortnite yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, it's just no. Lego, Minecraft, it's Lego, whatever. Like, you're just yeah. survival and Lego, right? So, um, yeah, if, you, if you're digging that, maybe try that out. Anyone else out there, I'm sure they're probably going to be playing Pal World because it's the most popular thing right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I did enjoy that. So if what you're describing now is anything like that, which it sounds like it is, maybe I'll give this a shot. I've got it downloading an Xbox here. Um, are we able to play together can you play through xbox and steam or are you i don't know that is a, that is a good question um it's something we can figure out because if you have it for free like why not give it a shot it, mm-hmm. if you weren't into a lot of the other games like this it still might not hit for you um and and there are a lot of negatives man like a lot of negatives so, yeah. it's you not go into those and <laughs> i will say it's surprisingly optimized it it runs I locked it at 120 frames, and it just runs, like, without a hitch, ever. It's okay. it's beautifully, like, in terms of performance, runs beautifully. But it's just, like, it, all the animations are super, like, busted and basic. Like, as, mm. as bare bones as you can imagine, character animations, fighting animations, just even the parachute and using the parachute and shit like that, Fight uh, fighting with your, like, your bats or your your sticks or whatever shooting a gun shooting a bow and arrow all of it is just so basic the audio design is terrible in this game there is pretty much no feedback for anything you do so a lot of games when like you do anything right you like swap an item from one place to another or or get rewarded something or fucking shoot a gun they usually sound pretty good and you the thing is you don't notice that stuff a lot of time until it's shit and this yeah. game is is across the board terrible audio all nice. all the cat characters literally i'm pretty sure it's like ripped from youtube of a cat just going like Row. like it's it's really there's spots in this game where you're just like it seems like a mobile title mm-hmm. that came out and was like this is like one of those mobile games that would have come out to be like this is Pokemon, but not Pokemon, and it's free on your mobile play now, and then gets like DNCA'd like the next day and gets taken down. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought it was when I first saw it. That's exactly the impression I had. 
Well, that's so the, it is like that. It's just it's yeah. also fun, like the, in a weird way. It's like it gets stuff right. I do, the survival aspect for sure. I've gotten thirteen hours out of this game. If I get no more, I would say that was worth the time because I had thirteen hours okay. of fun survival gameplay. But mm-hmm. the open world, bad. There's nothing to do in the open world. There's absolutely not. There's pretty okay. much no reason to leave your base that like really venture far away other than to just go to a, bo- a boss in heavy quotations mm-hmm. just to get that one resource that they drop so that you might unlock one particular thing that needs it. Like, So you're leaving your base to get things to build your base and then if you, that's, that's it. The only reason to leave is to get more things for your base. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I'm really, really dedicated to the point of like making like a like a pretty intense like labor force, you know. Like, I do love base building stuff, so like that that does appeal to me. But that tedious nature of like, all right, I'm gonna go on an adventure, and it's really just aimlessly wandering through a yeah, field, and that's collecting where it rocks falls. for four hours. Like, that's like. What's well, uh, the thing? I don't even need rocks anymore because my guys just produce them on mass. And this is this is where the fun for me comes in is hitting milestones of being like. I used to have to fucking grind for that, and now like my no, my guys are just working on it, and yeah. that feel I like that feeling in games. Like so like progress, yeah. Right now I'm working on basically a conveyor belt like manufacturing system of building ammunition for me, so I can just have unlimited pistol ammo. Like that will be like three hours of gameplay that I work towards, and when that's done, I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah. Like, my like, conveyor belt. Make my I fucking get it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is a lot. It's like uh, I'm working yeah. hard so that I can get things to come and, to make my life easier, so I don't have to work as hard. And then you, like, it's it's like a, a paying it forward kind of thing. I get it. It's, yeah, but it it is very early access. It's almost like this was like the very first playable build that they released that was like not busted. So well, they even have a big disclaimer, right? Like they put right on the game, like please purchase only if you are comfortable with a game that's in its current state. Like yeah. this is well, not a finished access, product. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. You buy in early at a cheap price, and if this game gets a 1.0 release a year, two years from now, and it's like who knows? Like they might just cancel development tomorrow. But if in two years they stay with it and they really, really evolve this game. Um, you, you, you've you've bought in at that 30 bucks whatever the fuck it is and now you get to experience it then what like it is early access is always a gamble on how much do you want to see of like how the sausage is made type thing you know mm-hmm. and i mean with the reception it's been getting and the attention and i'm sure it's been making money like it's still like it's not like it's free to play you're still getting like money paid in here um, I would assume it's gonna do well, right? Like this is how Ark started. Didn't Ark start as like a free to play broken ass mess free. and it, like evolved Maybe. over time? Or it, it wasn't early access. I'm pretty sure when it released it was busted and mm. had terrible optimization, frame rate, a bunch of issues and they evolved it over time. Yeah. I mean I guess not enough to keep you playing. Um but I guess, yeah, I guess I could see this building. I mean, it's got a very positive rating with almost 100,000 reviews on Steam right now. So the thing, like, people are genuinely issues. like, oh, I, this looked like hot trash, and then they play it, and everyone seems to just be, for the majority, like, it's pretty fun. Like, you guys made, like, a like a pretty good game. Like, what the fuck? I mean, sometimes that's nice, right? Like, a nice little pleasant surprise of, like, mm. you just expect the worst from the gaming industry, and you just have something come along like this that's actually good, and it's it's refreshing, and that alone keeps you going a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
going on the train of just good things, we got one of our first highest rated games of the year. Uh, two, actually, that came out. Uh, Tekken 8 released this week. Um, and I want to I want to see the score actually. I know it was 90 on Metacritic, I believe, or uh, Open Critic, and Metacritic it is sitting at a 90 as well. Crazy. Wow. Um, and Yakuza Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, 90 on Open Critic and 89 on Metacritic. So right away, like January, we got two fucking yeah. crazy, well-reviewed games. Um, I have. Yakuza on my fantasy draft, so I get a hell of a ton of points, which I'm very <laughs> happy about. Um, did you ever play uh, Like a Dragon, like the the first one that came out right around when the next gen systems dropped? Uh, no, I have it downloaded, and I think I had another free version of it, or for, one of them for free through PS Plus. I don't know which one mm. it was. Um, I think I played it for an hour or so, and it just it didn't really hook me. I mean, you know my history with like um, uh, Japanese games and stuff. Yeah. It just it doesn't hit with me as well. Like I, I try all of them. I want to like them, and I want especially Persona. Like I really want to love that game. They just they just don't click with me all that much. So this one is not in my wheelhouse. Um, but it you is have, a, you like these, right? So my the whole thing I think I've talked about before, where like I got like a dragon, probably at the worst time that I could have gotten it because that game i didn't realize that that game is like persona and you need to leave like a good hundred hours of time to get all of it like Mm. it goes forever there are so many fucking activities to do there's a whole sub game inside the game like a mini game of like property management that i legitimately got lost in and stopped playing the full game just like gwent with the witcher 3 i was full in on like this whole system they have with like a dragon and like buying properties and like making businesses and like turning profits and hiring people and like mm-hmm. leveling everyone up and like it got fucked like i i spent like <laughs> eight hours playing just that mode so again turn-based this was another game that i was just like i don't know man i'm not really like persona's pretty sweet but i'm not like a turn-based person and this furthered my whole thing of like yo turn base can be fucking great so i really liked it but dude i played for like 35 hours and i'm pretty sure i'm like 15 percent through the game so uh, yeah. i just i could never finish it even though i really wanted to so i'm i'm looking at this and every review it pretty much says excessive amount of content like in a good way not not bad oh, it's not okay. like an assassin's creed but they're yeah, just like loaded you get your money's worth it's all quality content and there's so much to do so half of my brain is like fuck yeah that's great i'm so happy for this game good reviews good content it's not just bloated and then the other half is like i will never be able to get to it ever it's too much you don't think this could this could get to that point of persona because you've put the time into persona you've put the time into Baldur's gate um what is holding this back for you from you like making that commitment I think because the way my brain works, I would want to go back to Like a Dragon and finish before ever starting Infinite Wealth because it's a direct sequel. Mm, like, yeah, the characters in these games are actually written really well. Like the main character, um, is it Ichiban? Uh, fuck, whatever his name is, is so charismatic. He's so funny. He's just a well-rounded character. He's not one-dimensional. He's like this wise-cracking type of dude, like a Nathan Drake. You know, like really funny. Okay. But, like, yeah. has some shit to him where you're just, like, you, 
it goes down these story paths where you're like, oh damn, like this guy's got some real shit behind his character. And I was getting really into the story because it's, it's it's so wacky, so weird. Like you fight with giant yeah, crabs. And <laughs> I'm like, watching some gameplay of it now. It looks like... <laughs> Dude, there's literally a, there's a mission where I walked up to like one of the entrances to an apartment building. It's like start mission. You, you click accept. He walks up the stairs in the cutscene, and there's a giant room full of grown men in diapers in a nursery. And I, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they were alluding to something sexual going on, and then you have to fight like all of them. And I was, That's it's hilarious. weird shit, but, <laughs> but then there's, there's a really good storyline, so I would want to see it through, and then that's, that's just too much. Like, though, mm-hmm. both those games. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, okay. Pretty, that's that makes sense. Fun. Yeah. Good start but to the still, year. <laughs> yeah, really great start. We, we thought this year was going to be slow, which, I mean, again, neither of us are getting these games. But, um, yeah, we've we've had a pretty good track record with games lately, and it's continuing into 2024. It's a good, good trend. It really does just come down to the lack of time. Like, I wish I had more time. Like, there's a game that um, I'll let you talk about when we get to it um, that, again, I would love to play, and it's just like... But, I'm already drowning in so much. Like I have, I'm so fortunate to have all these options, and it's like trying to squeeze anything else in. Mm-hmm. It like it's a lot. So, yeah. Um, speaking of games that I've been obsessed over uh, since launch and just put a lot of time into was the finals. When's the last time that you played? Was it with uh, Luke and I? Um, no, I played it once a uh, couple. I think a week after with uh, with another friend of mine, uh, we hopped on for an hour or so, and um, yeah, that was before the uh, the issues that you're going to bring up today. The old patch. Well, it's, it's this is the thing. Like, if you ask a lot of the community, this was a solution. But this is I, I'm going to get into why this entire fucking story pisses me off to no end as someone in my position. Because and I am someone in a very I guess specific niche when it comes to playing online competitive shooters and that is someone who plays on controller and fucking just wants like i don't want the sweat i don't like i don't know why every fucking game these days has to be the most grindy sweaty ass let's tweak the game to be the most like competitive thing ever and make a pro league out of it it's like man finals came out and my first 40 hours with this game was some of the best I've had with multiplayer games since Siege. It was like, this is just fun. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just kind of, it's wacky. I, you know, I would I would lose a lot of games. I would win a lot of games. I would steamroll people. I would get stomped. It was all over the place. Like, I just, it was a crapshoot in the best way possible. And I was one of the few people. I don't know what the, I would love to know the metrics if they were even able to do this. I played on Steam, on PC, with a controller. And I remember being like, ooh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get fucking stomped and like <laughs> load it up for the first time, like I'll give it a shot. And if not, it's free on PS5, I'll just play there and that'll be fine, right? Like console to console. Mm-hmm. But I gave it a shot on Steam. And I remember telling you when we first started playing, I was like, yo, like I don't know what they did. Something to do with like the way the controller is configured and the settings and all this shit, the aim assist, all that. It, it makes me like on par and able to compete. That's the key here. Not mm-hmm. crush, not dominate. I am able 
to compete with mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. That is a sentiment that I never thought I would say because on console, we know this all too well, playing Rainbow Six Siege for how many fucking years and then all these uh, adapters and all this shit comes out, that game got riddled with mouse and keyboard users on console and ruined the game completely. I don't want to have to do that on console. I'm not going to fucking switch my entire way of playing games to have an edge, or not even have an edge, to be able to just get by, right? That game became almost impossible. So I was so happy with the finals having this thing because, again, it just made me have the ability to play a match and feel competent. I was still getting my ass kicked. I was still, you know, losing matches, but I could hold my own. I could do well. I could like, I could turn the tides if I if I really needed to pull something off. Like I could get shit done if I put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to this nerf that came out. It was it was about two weeks now. I'm talking about this a little late in the news cycle. Impossible. They nerfed controllers because the whole community of PC users were like, and this is where I get really mad because on console oh, well, you guys just suck. Get better against mouse and keyboard. And everyone coming over makes this case of just like, first of all, we can't do anything about it because it detects it as a controller. So you're fucked there. Two, the whole get good argument. It's like, well, you can't. Mouse and keyboard is more accurate 1,000% of the time. So all of the community on PC was apparently getting really irritated at the finals saying that aim assist was way overpowered and now i listen i don't know i'm not on the other end being a main pc user using mouse and keyboard like were these people getting absolutely handed every single round and going it's got to be a controller like how do they know like i don't i don't know how anyone yeah, came with, with mouse and keyboard you can tell the movements of like that's mouse and keyboard because that's impossible to do with a controller like yeah. the 360 turnaround and flips like the amount of like precision you can have and quick stops but with controller like i don't know how you could watch someone's screen and be like that guy definitely used a controller with aim assist and killed me that seems impossible yeah yeah and and still it's not like i, I thought the aim assist again helped me out quite a bit but it was never like sticky aim glue locked on auto aim and just obliterated people it was not like mm-hmm. that and that's what the community basically was like that's what it is though and you guys need to fix it so embark listened nerfed it into the ground and it is unplayable on controller which breaks my heart because i absolutely love this game i put in mm-hmm. probably i would say 10 matches since the the patch came out i think i lost every single one of them i got absolutely stomped it was like it just the fun was gone because it wasn't even like i was getting any sort of fun gameplay i don't mind losing but when it's like you can't even get a kill in a round because that's how crazy the uh the difference is between skill levels Mm -hmm. i'm like that's it and funny enough i was uh i was scrolling today and i listen this is just me being like i wonder if this has anything to do with it i'm curious how much of the community feels the way I do or if or if I'm just really, you know, a real small fraction of the affected. But I saw an article today, today yesterday, this this came out yesterday. Free to play multiplayer FPS the finals is down 83% of its player base in the last week. So yeah. I'm not saying it's directly because of that. There's there's definitely other factors, you know, 
Um, I mean, I've stopped kind of playing it for other reasons. That wasn't even a part yeah. of it, but yeah. I I think I'll, I'd love to know what, what your thoughts are. I think just other than the controller thing, um, for me, it's just it, it's hard to just play a multiplayer game regularly these days. There's so many games, like we discussed, that I just want to mm-hmm. play other things. But, like, is there any other reason that you fell off personally? For me, it was really fun. I think I got 20 hours or so out of it. And when did it come out ago? It was a month ago, right? A month and a half? I think um, two months. Two months? Two okay, months, because so it was, it's been it was Game for, Awards. First week of December. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I put about 20 hours into it. Most of it towards, like, the first few weeks when it came out. And it was really fun. It was really enjoyable. It was fresh. It was new. It was kind of bringing back that Battlefield magic. Um, I think a big thing that I mentioned right off the bat that we may have covered was there wasn't really a whole lot of progression, though. There wasn't really, like, yeah. things you're working towards. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that stopped me from keep coming back because I had this idea of like cool like I'd like to play some finals or I'd like to hop on and, and, and play a couple of matches and typically if I was squatting up with you guys and like we had or we had a group or like whatever it was it was really fun. We could usually get a couple good plays off. But playing solo it was really just kind of like chasing the win I guess which is is something is like okay cool like I'll hop on maybe I can win a couple of matches that'll that'll be fun that'll feel good but there was nothing I felt like I was working towards there was no progression of the characters really there was a couple guns I guess or a couple items you could unlock but it was very limited the cosmetics are all pay to win there's no new heroes or operators it's only three maps it just kind of got very repetitive of like I mean yeah I could hop on and maybe I'll win a couple of matches and it'd be fine but like there was nothing that kept me coming like with Siege where it was like I want to get more renowned to unlock new gun skins or new operators or go learn a new map or learn a new skill or work towards one of the operators. There's a lot of things to kind of like supplement this the fun of winning a match. Mm. And that's kind of where I fell off of just that hook. Um, and yeah, then once you mentioned that the controllers had been switched, I deleted it off my PC. Like there's no point if, uh, if it's going to get back to that, that, that level that we saw in Siege on a console where it's just people with mouse and keyboard going on destroying people um yeah i mean maybe i'll give it a shot like if you want to hop on ps5 at some point and see what it's like maybe if we go go together we'll have a bit of better luck because even you said when we had um before the nerf you said that there was a couple nights where you'd playing solo and it was just like a shit show and then yeah. you get on and we get some like uh some actual strategies going and it'd be better so yeah i don't, I don't know it's uh it's a shame to see it kind of go down that route and that so many people have fallen off, but I'm not going to say that I didn't see it coming because they announced it out of nowhere. It was a big, it was a shock, like everyone hopped on it, and that stuff usually burns hard and fast. And when you don't have progression systems and new updates coming like planned, it's it's tough to keep people engaged, especially when I'm sure yeah. a lot of the people that are falling off the finals are playing Pal World because it's the next big thing, yeah. right? You have your two months of fame and then you're on to the next thing, right? It's just the way it goes. It does move quickly. And being free to play, I think these games just, if they blow up, right? Because some of these games come out and just die immediately. Mm-hmm. So, and and I do want to reiterate here, uh, this game isn't really in trouble. It still has 50,000 regular players on average a day, just on Steam. Mm-hmm. That's not even like console, right? So it's still doing really well. We just said Call of Duty does what? Double that, and it's Call mm-hmm. of Duty. So that that's a healthy number for like a, a free-to-play new shooter. But to your point, mm-hmm. yeah, um, they did add new modes. It was like a, it was a solo mode. It was not great. It's 12 people, all like 
all just individual 12 like... people te like not teams you can kill oh, any other of the 11 people oh, okay. all fighting for the same uh cash out box which is fucking chaos uh but yeah no <laughs> new maps no i think progression is a huge huge thing even for me i was like getting the new uh gadgets or weapons were fun to experiment with but there, there's a pretty limited amount um yeah I, I i hope it sticks around i do i i'm probably gonna give it time on playstation 5 just whenever i get around to it to like i do want to keep at least one multiplayer game that i play every once in a while mm -hmm. um and i really i i still think this is it's such a good game man it really is i just that honeymoon phase is over the player base is established and i just think i i think i'm just so like over the sweat these days that yeah. seeing a lot of the comments about like you need to balancing for sure you know stuff like the heavy needed to be balanced a little way overpowered but when you start like uh, everyone complains about a million different things and you tweak it and then there's like you sent me that video the other day of like if you're not on the meta every oh, yeah. single day of what the best weapon is to use and you're watching that youtube video of the guy explaining you got to use this loadout it's the best thing since the update you're going to get killed if you're not using this this and this it's fucking tiring man i just i loved that game for the like everyone was new to it and i think it is no just the honeymoon stage doing, really. yeah and it was yeah. just so fun and like crazy yeah. and like anything could happen and mm -hmm. now it's just like nope everyone's using the exact same weapons with the exact same class you're getting absolutely stomped and i'm like everyone's studying things and the people that like have that <laughs> yeah. extra like time to be like i'm just gonna play this for 14 hours a day every day they go out and they stomp everybody and they're the ones that complain this about the shit and they're the ones that get pandered to because they're the ones probably spending the money and the most amount of time in it and cash we're not even casuals like we are pretty hardcore gamers but casual to like i guess multiplayer games to the level that <laughs> some yeah. people are into them um it's just we get left behind because if you're not on that sweat and you're not on that the research like the amount of time and energy you have to put into researching all these things it's not it's not fun it's not worth it it feels like work in in a lot of ways it's yeah it sucks it's gone that way yeah it's super unfortunate but i do still love this game uh, i'll i'll keep it around i hope it doesn't die and and i think fifty thousand players is is a very very good number it's not like this game is dead it's just it really has fallen off from that the honeymoon period and i think that's all it is so hopefully yeah. it sticks around and gets some new shiny things that we can come back to every once in a while and you still have it on ps5 so it's not like it's dead completely yeah. it's not like it's mouse and keyboard everywhere you still have that option right well and i love that like every like it all i open it up on ps5 and it's like mirroring what i had on pc so all of my character like the characters loadouts the looks the cosmetics all that shit's there so that's great that's awesome yeah, yeah. um the last news uh, story that I had was just, uh, did you know about this, that they're doing an Until Dawn movie? I think I've heard of it before, but is, is this new news? Was this just confirmed this week? today? Well, this week, okay. uh, the Until Dawn, Until Dawn video game movie in the works from, I, I, I assume this is the announcement, and this was January 17th initially announced. So again, like it's a little late, but... Um, I just hadn't seen this and I want to talk about it because like my first thought was like <laughs> we're doing like the full circle thing here where it's like Until Dawn was such a fucking cool concept because it was basically a movie that you got to choose your own adventure in right that mm -hmm. was the draw the actual story 
of Until Dawn is kind of weird and like it's not like oh my god the, did you know that this character was did you did this happen the twist here it's like no I just really liked a cabin horror film that you got to choose the path for each character that's cool right mm-hmm. does this work as a movie like what is the concept what is what are yeah. you uh, adapting unless like this is going to be filmed where you choose your path why do it yeah that's exactly the first thing i thought of was what is the added value of making this a movie and not a and not a game like what are you going to take from this experience and improve upon other than just reshooting all of the cutscenes because it's basically a movie already in, in a lot of ways and removing all of the choice and all of the other cause and effect and the butterfly effect and all of these things that made it unique and interesting it, it does seem like it's it's kind of them maybe just trying to capitalize on an IP. But is, uh, I don't is really it even a big for. beloved IP by masses to where a movie came out and people would be like, no way until dawn. There's a movie like, no, like I don't think I couldn't name you a single character. Like I know the actors and like I know that like um, Hayden Panettiere. I think she was in that one, right? Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So like I know that there were some big actors, but like the individual characters, there's no like iconic characters like you have with like Resident Evil with like a Leon yeah. or, a, or a Claire or a Last of Us with Ellie and Joel or whatever, right? It's kind of just a bunch of teens in the woods and they get it's just a slasher movie. I, th- right? yeah. I took the whole plot of that movie as commentary and kind of just going off of the stereotypes of teen slasher films. Mm-hmm. cabin in the woods bunch of teens partying for the night they all get murdered that's like the stereotypes and they literally yep. took all of that and made a really fun ass fucking choose your own adventure for these characters but it, like <laughs> I want to be excited for anything that happens like this and just know like oh my one of my favorite things getting adaptation like I want it to be good but I'm not understanding like it's just going to be another slasher teen movie that once you remove yeah. the choice, which by the way, I'm just as I'm as we're talking, I'm scanning the article. There's no mention of this being like a Bandersnatch style movie where you do through a Netflix app choose the path. Like, but even then, like, wouldn't it just be literally the same thing, but yeah. just instead of like uh, 3D characters, it's just real people. Like, it's that's what it is already. Yeah. There's no need to redo that. Um, the only thing I could think of that could be kind of cool is um, kind of like you ever see that movie Cabin in the Woods? Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, um, where it's kind of like meta and aware of like what it's doing. Mm-hmm. If they can do something like that, where they incorporate the butterfly effect and cause and effect and consequences and choices and themes into like the narrative around this, and like this story plays out, but they still have those moments like in the um, uh, in the like the psychiatrist chair when they're just like you know what yeah. you're doing with this game and they the have like that aspect like if they played into a little bit of that and like had instead of like the cabin in the woods and then like the facility they had like the mountaintop but then they had like other parts of it that were affecting it and like you're playing into this and there's a whole grand scheme thing going on okay, right? I, I like that and I'm going to take it a step further what if sure. this what if they were so cheek and tongue about what was going on that the live action characters were the video game characters like it, it's as if they were playing a video game and became self-aware and then it keeps cutting back okay. to like someone controlling them and yeah. they're like it's almost like ai coming alive and being like mm-hmm. wait 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 what like i don't, I don't like want to be in this scenario like yeah, yeah, yeah but it's shot in live action so it's, it's not a yeah. game but like 
they're playing a game. Like, how funny would that mm-hmm. be? So, I don't think they're going to do it, but yeah, that's that would be cool. But like, like that, that that seems more interesting than just oh, it's another slasher teen flick that happens to be based on an IP of a video game. Like, it seems like it's yeah, kind they, of set yeah. up to fail. Um, and then and then what do you do? You get the same actors back for this? Like, do you cast the same people? Do you have the same story? Is it just kind of based in this universe? Like, it, there's not enough info about it right yeah. now to really speculate, but. Overall, it does seem like kind of, yeah, I don't know, for for everyone that says, like, we don't need this, like, I always say, like, dude, don't be complaining about more content. Like, it's going to appeal to somebody. Clearly, there's a market if they're going to make it. But this one does seem a little bit down the road. <laughs> but <laughs> this one. Like, um, uh, it's... Yeah, it's the director uh, yeah. of the Shazam movies and the writer from Annabelle. Which, like... Okay. That those are like it's not like you know just like college students like making this film so yeah I don't know I don't I I wish there was more info like I'm kind of just jumping through articles seeing if there's anything about uh already faces two major issues okay what what does Screen Rant gotta say let's see Until Dawn is basically an interactive movie already yeah so wait is it interactive then hang on nearly a decade uh face. It's like it says it doesn't say anything about until dawn's wonderful cast not only helped make a great game but make it perfectly suited for a film does it though does it rami malik that so. was the other person in that like that's a huge if they got him back yeah uh so, yeah but they, again like that like that game is so well captured like with the it, it was it was such a good game in a lot of ways also because of how well ca- captured the characters were like mm. it was a technical marvel it was a big thing of like how lifelike these characters look it's not like we're remaking a game with these choices that like looks like a ps2 game or a ps3 game or it could really yeah. use a bump in visuals <laughs> it, it would obviously look better on with live action than with these characters but it's so close to realism for a game as you can get already that there's there's really nothing you're cutting out. Like it's not like a Last of Us where you're cutting out giant sections of gameplay and just kind of stitching together all these cutscenes into one quick cohesive package. It seems like it's just going to be a lot of the same scenes, but you're going to cut out the fun choice aspects of it. But yeah. Well, and condensed too, because the game is what ten to fifteen hours, and like a movie is going to be at most two and a half maybe yeah for a movie like that like uh, the yeah, twist in the one twist two. narratively is kind of wild like when they go to mm-hmm. like that psych ward or whatever the fuck and like all those creatures and shit um how you i don't know i don't know i was i was thinking about that too like even like with who this is for like if this is for new people of just hey let's make a horror movie we don't have any ideas what if we do that game that was really successful let's get a whole bunch of new people that have never played the game they'll come in they'll watch the movie it'll be fun cool i guess that could work it's not for us but Mm. it's gonna get if some people they're gonna watch it it's gonna make some money but for fans of the game um uh, there's a lot of i mean maybe you didn't find them to be big moments but i enjoyed the story enough in that game and i found some of the big reveals and big like okay you're going down this path and like there's there's ghosts but there's not actually ghosts but there's these things but there's not actually these Mm. things and there's like a lot of the face turns how much does that like resonate for fans of the game just watching that again like for me i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna be like okay cool like i don't have to pay attention to this because this is not real or that's real or i have to pay more attention to this because this is act it doesn't really hold up right it's it seems like this is just going to be for a try and get a bunch of teens into the movie theater and they don't have any other ideas (laughs) i don't know 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it seems like the only horror movies that sell these days are ones that do crazy campaigning. Like, uh, I just watched um, T- Talk to Me. Is that what it's called? I just watched that too a month ago. It like, was good. Pretty, pretty good. It. And it's like, the, yeah. but if you. I don't know if you remember the marketing for that movie. It was really fucking well done. Like, they, all the trailers didn't give away too much. It was all, like, a lot of stuff just on social of kind of, like, reactions of people being, like, you don't even watch the movie. You're watching them, and you just see the reaction on their face being like, yo, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then, like, hinting that the movie, well, it's about this hand, and if you grab it, like, you can talk to the dead. And they, they just don't give away too much. And then you watch the movie, mm-hmm. you're like, that's pretty cool. Like, I, yeah, like good fucking horror movie um another one i I do want to mention look up the trailers for there's three of them right now for uh, i don't know if you want to do it now by all means because there's a lot of audio in them um okay long legs long legs anyone listening look up the trailers for long legs and tell me you do not get a shiver down your spine on all three of those trailers see if you can watch them in order uh, if that's sure. too hard, just watch whatever. But if they show them like order of release, um, that's what I'm talking about. Where it's like th- nowadays, like getting people to see a movie, I think that's really effective because you're, you're you're doing this campaigning of like just mystery and getting mm-hmm. the internet. You're getting people on like Instagram and TikTok, being like, I don't know what this movie is, but you know all the people that talk about movies and and go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, really spreading the word of just like go fucking see whatever i don't even i haven't even seen it but i gotta see it because this trailer looks insane this just yeah i don't know i hate being pessimistic but this just seems like really unnecessary we'll see i'll keep my mind open for it like i'll I'll wait and see what it comes out maybe see a couple trailers and if it looks interesting cool i'll spend a few bucks i probably won't like go to see in the theaters but i love the game so i uh, i'll spend an hour watch a live action version of it hell yeah well listen before we go there is a game that you have been playing it's an older game but you Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about it a little bit i want to hear in person just what you have to say about it because you were you were selling me on it a little before but it's over text that's different than when you know you're actually talking about something so please tell us what you've been playing lately and tell us why because it's only ten dollars on steam right now should I click the purchase button? Because it's downloaded through Josh's library, but his mm-hmm. library has their library has been locked for like two days. I don't know why, so I might just spend <laughs> the ten dollars. <laughs> so please take it away. Okay, yeah. Um, so a uh, a game came out quite a few years ago. I think it was twenty nineteen. Got a lot of big press. Um, really big uh, game award. I think it got some game award nominations or at least a couple of the uh, lower down awards. Um, Disco Elysium. So it's a game that's been on my on my radar for a while. I saw the awards, I saw the praise, and I figured, yeah, I'll get to that eventually. Um, it's been five years or four years, right? And um, finally had it on my wish list, saw it for 10 bucks, um, decided to watch a couple trailers for it, a couple reviews, and the general consensus from people was a lot of people in my same position that put it off that didn't really play it and thought I'll get it to it eventually and holy shit they're blown away by it this is not what I expected this is way bigger than anything I anticipated and my first impression is a lot of that I've got some negatives I've got a couple things that I'm not clicking with because Mm -hmm. as we kind of discussed it's a lot of talking it's a lot of narrative and not much else so for me i've been playing it in short bursts i'm about seven hours in right now but 
it's so detailed and so dense and the world building is so intricate that it feels like i've been playing it for three hours instead of seven and it feels like i've barely done anything even though i've like been playing for i don't know what this probably be like almost a quarter of the game maybe almost halfway through the game and i feel like i'm still in the opening area and i haven't left and haven't really gone anywhere because the the world building and the characters and the writing is so well done that you want to read everything you want to talk to every character and go through all their dialogue options but the way the dialogue is set up which may be something you're familiar with in Baldur's Gate is you don't want to click everything and sometimes in other games I find that I just exhaust all the dialogue yeah. options I'm like click everything ask them everything because it's always going to give you good information but in this one you have to be really careful with what you're kind of going through and you want to get information but you click the wrong thing and now you piss that person off or you asked a couple too many questions or you, you just you have four options and you click one of them and now you're dead that's it you just you click that option you shouldn't have clicked that option now you're dead you didn't have the stats for it whatever mm -hmm. um so it's a lot to take in it kind of feels more like reading a book than playing a game but for me, it's been enjoyable in that sense because of kind of just getting lost in this different place, right? Escapism. Yeah. I don't know if you like, like yeah. escapism very much, but for me, it's been a lot of that, of just getting lost in this world because it's very well built out. Small downside of that is like there's a ton of detail in the descriptions. So you'll pick up like a, a clipboard and it'll have five options on like the clipboard is scratched in the way that it has been abused in a previous time and like every little okay. part of the clipboard is described and you're like oh my god it's too much um but overall the the characters are interesting the story and the character setup is interesting but the biggest point is something i mentioned last night which is the way that dialogue works is you kind of have all of the voices in your head right so mm -hmm. everyone typically like not literally but typically has like different parts of their mind and their imagination they have your a sense logical of brain your emotional brain your exactly like, yeah, yeah you have things that look for art you look for patterns you look for all of these things so all of these are basically your leveling up skills how you um progress your character and what you choose to um build them as mm -hmm. and these will pop up more or less depending on what you level up during your conversations so if you're having a conversation with somebody and you have a lot of stats into your uh, your physical body and endurance and whatever you'll get a lot of prompts about like well I can just bust through that or whatever but if you have a lot into psyche you'll have logical explanations or maybe very conceptual artistic explanations mm. and depending on how those are leveled up your dice rolls on each interact on each dialogue option will be improved so oh I have a lot of points into my logic stat um, I have a logical issue right here. I, I need a 10 in order to get it. I have 11 points because of what I've invested. I roll it, I get it. Now I can go down this path. Cool. And um, it's a lot of like status checks and things like that. So it's um it's a lot right now. I, I don't know if I'm as hot on it today as I was on it last night when I texted you. Hours. Like my first impression <laughs> was like, it's amazing. And since then I've been like, it's still great, but there are times where it's like, I gotta take a break. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of reading, a lot of like being very um, attentive to a lot of little details. And that can be a little exhausting at times. Like it's, it's kind of like sitting down to read a very dense book yeah. versus like, I'm gonna go like play a light, fun-hearted, light, sorry, a fun, lighthearted video game. So if you're into that kind of experience and you're kind of looking for something very different, cause this is unlike anything I've ever played before. Yeah. Um, I would give it a shot for 10 bucks. I'm already saying like, it's worth the 10 bucks for me for mm -hmm. the seven hours I've gotten. Um, but given this game is 20 to 50 hours long, there's there's a lot to do and it feels a little bit daunting that there's 
it's, it's gonna be a lot of work more so than a lot of fun <laughs> a lot of the uh reviews i remember and like when you were telling me i just like looked up quickly kind of what the general feel because i knew it was overwhelmingly positive um the one thing a lot of people said that you kind of touched on was you you just have to be in the mood for this mm-hmm. type of thing and if you are for the majority of people it was like it was a masterpiece of an experience but it's like if you are not in the mood it's just not like you gotta really give it your all when you're kind of feeling something like this mm-hmm. and not force it when you're not because like i can feel that really souring and being like it's fucking what is this like just, you know <laughs> why am i reading so much like if you I love stuff like this because I love, you kept saying it's like nothing like you've ever played before, really unique experience. These are usually the types of games that I take a really big risk on. And more often than not, I've just now opened up like a whole new world of like a type of game I've never played before. And I end up Mm -hmm. being like a fanatic about just, it's like adding a badge to my repertoire of being like, all right, I've been a fan of all these things my whole life fuck now i'm a huge fan of this and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's growing and growing like persona was a good example of that um inscription i would say was probably one that has now convinced me that a fucking card game on a computer can be one of the most captivating games i've ever played so it's like taking a risk i this to me fell into that category of like i don't know like it's i remember when it came out and i watched all the trailers and it did look just like a lot of reading. It's a very choose-your-own-adventure narrative, but if I'm in the mood, I can see this really fucking clicking. So everything is voice acted. It's not mm. just reading. There is um, basically like 90% of the game, there's a large section on the right hand of your screen that's just like a text log of like what's being said, your inner monologue, the narrator, other people that are talking to you. But 90% of it is voice acted and it's actually really well voice acted. Each kind of different voice in your head is slightly different and the narrator has, it's a very, very deep grizzled voice mm-hmm. and every once in a while you'll get wacky characters that come up with really unique voice lines and stuff like that. So they do keep it interesting. It's not like you're literally reading an essay or a book. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is a risk. I would say that like putting 10 bucks down in this game, you might get into this for three or four hours and be like, yeah, this is just, it's not doing anything for me. So maybe I would say wait then, maybe give it a shot um, when you get a chance to play it on, um, yeah, on Josh's free. profile. Yeah, exactly. Um, have it up here i've just been watching like the trailer but yeah it's still i mean nothing in the trailers really like properly uh explain or probably feel like the game feels like once i loaded it up i was like this is completely different than anything i expected is it widescreen yeah yeah like properly we were talking talking about this like it's proper ultra widescreen okay yeah it takes up the full interface it's not stretched or anything like that it takes up the whole thing yeah that's important to me now i never thought i'd have to like factor that in but now having it it's like when it's not you're like it is yeah it is garbage um shit yeah um another question the narrator is it a very prominent thing because one of my favorite things in Baldur's gate was the narrator and she does not show up enough every time she says anything i'm like i love you you just she has the most enticing voice i've ever heard Mm -hmm. and she's the one that contextualizes a lot of situations she'll say what like if you're talking to a character she'll say like as so and so begin begins to squirm in their chair you notice that they're holding like a thing in their like right hand and like she'll say shit like that where any other game i've never had a game where a narrator will point that out and then i'm like wait what 
and then like there's an option it's like explore what's in her fucking right hand and that takes you down a whole thing that if you don't listen to what she says you can just you just finish the conversation and that will never be a thing and like i love stuff like that so is the narrator like how does that incorporate into it or is it just kind of a random thing that is basically the entire game the entire thing is narrated, so you have to typically go into a uh, like click on options. Like I, as you progress, it's a click adventure, so they're actually you can uh, walk around with WASD, but typically you're clicking items in the environment, and you'll get okay. sometimes it'll pop up with a text, but often it'll pop up the um, the dialogue window or whatever on the right side of your screen, and the narrator will start. And often you'll go into a room, and it's just like the narrator starts off presenting kind of like an idea, like you would hear in. Dungeons and Dragons or a tabletop game of like you enter the dark room. There's an item on yeah, your side. Yeah. The okay, light so cascades it is very in, much and like you can a, do this. a book experience in a game. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it, the entire time playing it. It reminds me of everything I've heard of Dungeons and Dragons. Of you're presented with a situation of like you enter this room. What do you do? This happens with this thing. What do you do? And the narrator's there the entire time, but it's also the voices in your head and the different aspects and the different characters. And then like little um, details will be. Uh, transcribed on the right side that aren't said but say like you're talking to your partner and they'll um, they'll say like I don't really think you should do that and it'll follow down with like he furled his brow to infer that he was feeling this certain type of way yeah, and then oh that, like that. that queued up like your empathy so you're like you can empathize with the fact that you've upset him right now if you want to but that won't pop up if you don't have enough points in that gotcha. thing so it's it's a lot of just options and narrative and dialogue with the with all that kind of stuff yeah so I think you might like it, man. It's last question yeah. then, because the yeah. the biggest thing that that I was interested right off the bat um, back in 2019 was the fact that it's like a detective story. I just I love mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, are you able, without spoiling anything, to just give a really quick from what you know, what, like what is the story about? You're just a detective, but like doing what? Is there like an opening scene that they kind of set it? Yeah, so um, the game starts off and you wake up in a hotel room and you have no memory of anything. You don't know your name, you don't know who you are, you don't know what you are, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what happened the day before. Um, you go off in your room, you kind of collect your clothes, you're starting to investigate things, you talk to a couple people and they're referring to you as an officer and you're like, oh, what do you mean officer? Like, am I in military? Like, am I whatever? So you have no idea that you're even a police officer. Okay. You kind of go downstairs and you meet your partner and you get put on to this dead body. And they're like, hey, you're supposed to be investigating this murder that happened. And that's basically this, the inciting incident is there's this murder. You're here to solve it. But you don't know who you are. You don't know your name. You don't know why you're here. Stuff is all over the place. Everyone's pissed off at you. People are mad at you for this reason. This person likes you for a different reason. And you're kind of figuring out who you are and what you've done and where your stuff is. You don't, where's my badge? Where's my uniform? Where are these things that I should have? And then you'll, you're finding items that you had and there's backstory into that. And so you'll find like a clipboard somewhere and, oh, this clipboard was mine. I, I forgot I had this. How did this end up here? And you'll talk to someone else who tells you that, oh yeah, you got pissed off two nights ago and threw it at me and you abused me or whatever. And like, there's, there's a whole bunch of lines that you can go down and you're trying to figure out not only who's the, um, who the murder victim is, how they were murdered and dive into the po politics of the world around you and the settings and different factions, but you're also trying to figure out who you are as a person and it's a lot of introspection and like who you want to be and like, oh, like you're playing this certain type of way. Maybe you want to be more empathetic and sorry to people or maybe you want to be a dick and just lean into the fact that you're just some drunk and alcoholic piece of shit that like hates everybody, right? And um, 
that seems to be the basic setup right now. Okay. The the world is I very it. strange. Like it's not a reality based world. Like there's yeah. a lot of like mystical weird shit. Like if you just again you have to experience okay. it. it okay. It's hard to describe, but it's the style it's does look there. very out there and and unique, and that, which I like. And that goes into everything. Like there's points where like your your necktie is yelling at you in like a very uh, abrasive voice and just berating you for no reason and like little quirky things like that of just like that is fucking hilarious i i don't know how they thought that that would be a good thing to do but it's in there and there's nice. a million things like that every skill is super unique and creative it's it's great damn well it's it's uh, it's a click of a button away to try so we'll see we'll see what i end up doing i think what i'll do is i'll yeah i'll probably wait until this actually frees up and just give it a quick shot, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll let you know. But it sounds cool. I, I love weird, different games like this. Final Cut Edition. I don't know what that means, but cool. Yeah, I don't know what that has either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we covered everything. Um, cool. Hopefully next week there won't be more layoffs that I have to begrudgingly report on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, fuck, Please is cross. Persona 3 coming out uh, next week? Let me see. Hang on. What day is it today? Oh no, wait, July? Jesus Christ. Reload, release. Um, where does it say? February 2nd. There, there we go. Next week. Persona 3. I have it on my roster. I'll see if I'll get any more points. I'm fucking... <laughs> I don't know if go. I'm going to play this game right away, but I'm, I'm hoping it does well for other reasons. Um, and I'm I'll sure I'll be talking about it next week. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you all next week.